Your soul ought to just cry out. Amen. Amen. There's a word from the Lord. I give you two bodies of scripture here, two different texts. One's found in the book of Psalm, Psalm 119. Psalm 119, beginning with verse 67. The second is found in 2 Corinthians. 4 and 17. Psalms 119, 67, 2 Corinthians 4 and 17. <clears throat> there you find these words in the book of Psalms. 119, beginning with verse 67. These are the words of David. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now have I kept thy word. Thou art good and doest good. Teach me thy statutes. The proud have forged a lie against me, but I will keep thy precepts with my whole heart. Their heart is fat as grease, but I delight in thy law. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. And then we turn over to 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 17. These are the words that you find there. For our light afflictions, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight in glory. For our light afflictions, which is but for a moment worketh for us. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. I want to talk about afflictions working in my favor. Afflictions working in my favor. This morning, the psalmist David and the Apostle Paul, they bring to us a fact that many of us already know oh so well. And that fact is, my brothers and sisters, 
that experience is the best teacher. Wonder if I got one witness here. Experience is is the best teacher. Listen at him in verse 67. David saying, before I was afflicted, I went astray. Are y'all hearing this? But now, I keep your word. Get it now. Before I was afflicted, I was doing my own thing. Before I was afflicted, I would do what I wanted to do, everything I was big enough to do. But now, I'm keeping your word. So somebody has asked, what was the turning point? At what point did I move from doing things my way to all at once now I'm in your word? Well, according to the word, it all turned around when he experienced affliction. Are you hearing me? It all all turned around. I was going one way, doing what I wanted to do, and all at once something happened, and now I'm in the Word. According to the Word of God, it all turned around with affliction. Drop down 71, drop down 71, and he even says it. He says it. David says, it is good for me that I have been afflicted that I might learn your statutes. Good for me that I've gone through something. Good for me that I've I've had had to bear some burdens. It's good for me because it's through that that I learned thy statutes. Again, I want to repeat experience is the best teacher. Well, it's good, it's good, it's good, my brothers and sisters. It's good when you can learn by listening to somebody. It's good when you learn by listening to somebody who already knows, listening to somebody who already been there and done that. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, and, and thank God, thank God, there are always folk around who are willing to share their knowledge with you. But the truth is, Many of us, in spite of what somebody tried to tell us, in spite of what somebody tried to show us, many of us just had to try it our way anyhow. And I know I ain't the only one in the house. I, I ain't the only one. That, let me give you an example. I, I, I wasn't a bad child. I was a curious child. Just, just, just wanted to know stuff. Just, I wasn't bad. But I grew up, I grew up in a day, I'm going to lose some of y'all. I grew up in a day when families were a lot closer than they are now. Now, now people want to make you believe there was so much more love back then than it is right now. And, and that, that might have been, some of that might have been true. But the truth of the matter is, I believe we were closer because of our living conditions. Everybody didn't have their own room at my house. Six, six of us in one room, four of us in one bed. You, you have to be close 
Are you hearing me? Yeah, yeah. But, 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 yeah, yeah. But part of that closeness came, especially in the wintertime, because all of the heat, <laughs> I got some of y'all, I can tell. Yeah, all of the heat was in one room. Everybody wasn't in their little corner, go to their room somewhere. All of the heat was in one. So if you wanted to be warm, you had to come into the room where the heat was. Now, I, I, I know, I'm, again, I'm going to lose somebody here, but there used to be what is known as a Franklin 283. Anybody remember Franklin? Let me see, really, really, let me see your hands. Who, who remembers Frank, the Franklin? The, let me help you out. The Franklin 283 was a big pot-bellied heater. It was a, it was a heater. It was a great big pot-bellied heater that sat in the middle of the floor. <laughs> and everybody would gather in the same room, even if they couldn't stand each other. <laughs> everybody would gather because that was the place where the heat was. Well, I, I can remember that. Uh, those old folk, I, I was little, I was little, but I still remember this. I can remember any time you'd get close to the heater, they would tell you, that's hot. That's hot. You know, you just, matter of fact, it got to be a game to you. You move close to it just to hear him holler, hot. Get him back, hot, hot. Now, they gave me information. I had the information. I, 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 I knew, but the problem was I, I didn't have anything to compare it to. I, I heard them saying hot and hot, and, and, and I knew it meant something. So everybody had to keep reminding me, yes, that, that's hot, that's hot. But one day, I, I fooled around and caught everybody looking the other way, and nobody hollered at me. And I fooled around and brushed up against that thing. I, I fooled around and touched that thing. Now, let me share with you where I'm going. That, that, that was over 60 years ago. And since that day, ain't nobody ever had to tell me anymore. <laughs> Ain't nobody had to holler at me and say, hot, hot. Are you hearing? As a matter of fact, I've joined them. I'm telling other folk. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? Experience is the best teacher. Are y'all hearing me? But, 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 but that, yeah, yeah, see, you, you can know something. You have knowledge but, but knowledge alone won't keep you from touching stuff. Just because you, are y'all hearing me? Text is tailored to teach us. This text is tailored to teach us that sometimes God uses affliction. Sometimes God uses affliction to keep you from straying away and to bring you back into the path of righteousness. My brothers and sisters, when I look back over my life, when I look back over my life, when I look at where I am, and when I look, compare that with where I could have been, when I look at where I was and compare that where God has brought me now, I can't help but praise God. I, I can't help but give God praise. And the reason why is because I realize beyond the shadow of a doubt that God has been good to me. 
Oh, you, 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 you have to wonder. You have to wonder sometimes. Whoever, okay, who you are. You got to wonder sometimes. What kept me alive when so many of my friends are gone? You got to wonder sometimes. You, you got to wonder sometimes. What is it that kept me away from the drug scene? When I was right out there where they were. Are y'all hearing me? You got to wonder sometimes. What is it that changed my course and caused me to go upward while others were falling down? You, you can't help but wonder sometimes. What, what was it? Now the easy answer, and I know what most uh, we, we, we saved enough, and that's our good save, good save way to say it. Well, it's because of his goodness and his mercy, God's grace, and, and it was that. It was that. It, it was his grace and his mercy. But when I look back over my life and really think about it, God has kept me every step of the way. I thank him for his goodness, and I thank him for his mercy. But it was something else. Are y'all hearing me? It was something else in, in, mixed up in that goodness and mercy. When I look back over my life, I, I can see that God has always in my life, I, I'm just talking about mine, he's always put people in my way to minister to me. I can't remember a time in my life, I can't remember a time in my life that I can't look back and say that God left me alone. He's always put somebody in the right place at the right time to minister to me at the time of need. And when I say minister to me, please don't get it confused. I ain't talking about preachers. All of them wasn't preachers, but they were ministers. They were people that God used in a right place at the right time. Not necessarily preachers. I'm talking about God's attendance. That, that he put in the right place at the right time to give me encouragement and to direct my path. You know these people. You know them. You know, you, you thought they were meddling. You know them. You know them. You thought they were all up in your business. You, you thought they were meddling. But by, by now you done figured out that God was using those folk. Are you hearing me? God was using those folk. Don't, don't ever take folk for granted. God puts people in your way sometimes just to turn you in a little slight direction. I had ministers in my family. I had, I had servants, people that God put. My parents, number one. Godly parents. They took the ministry of parenting seriously. Folk like Miss Emily Thompson. Miss Emily Thompson taught me that Jesus loved me and nobody else does. Jesus loved me. This are y'all hearing me? God uses people, and, and 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 let me just go on and throw this in. It ain't always church folk. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that was a man in our town, Mr. Worth. Mr. Worth was the town drunk, but Mr. Worth would see me somewhere out of hand no business, and when he drunk, self, he say, "You know good and well, you ain't got no business up in here. You need to get your get get yourself." Are y'all hearing me? God has a way of putting the right people in the right place at the right time to, to minister. God has always put people in the way. He's always put people in the way to say, to minister in a time of need. People who God used to get me started and keep me going in the right direction. And I, I wish I could stand here today and lie and tell y'all that, 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 
yeah, th- those people talked to me. Those people gave me good advice. And I started in the right direction. And I had been going that way ever since. I wish I could tell y'all that. <laughs> I do. I wish I could tell y'all that, yeah, them, them, them folks straightened me out. And I've been walking on the straight and narrow ever since. I, I wish I could tell you that I heard them and I've been running for Jesus ever since. But the truth is, the truth is why God put all these people in my way to minister to me and, and in their own way. And, and sometimes, uh, yeah, yeah, they, they would just, just, just try to pour into me. But the truth is, let me be honest, sometimes I listen. Sometimes I didn't. I wonder if I got one witness on this. Yeah. Sometimes I would listen. Sometimes I didn't. But, but when, when I didn't listen, this morning, I want to introduce you to another ministry. <laughs> that, 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 that other, since, since I didn't listen sometimes, there was another ministry that played a major role to get me where I am right now. David introduces us to a ministry called affliction. Are y'all hearing me? A ministry called affliction. Listen to David. David said, it is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn your statutes. Y'all hear what David's saying? David's saying that affliction is what sent me running to the word of God. You do know that affliction will cause you folk to pick up a Bible and ain't ever picked it up before. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, that, that folk that don't ever know nothing about, don't care nothing about the Bible, but when hard time comes, they'll go dust that thing off and start flipping through there. They'll even call me at my house and say, Reverend, what was that scripture you, you were talking? <laughs> yeah, he said it's good for me because afflictions have a way of sending me to the word. So it's good for me that I've been afflicted because affliction somehow they develop helped me develop a more intimate relationship with God. I, a lot of times I don't talk to them at all. They, they, they ain't got nothing to say to them, but whenever I'm going through stuff, folk talk to God that don't, don't talk to him no other time. It's afflictions will drive you to God. Oh, my brothers and sisters, it's good. When God puts people around you to guide you and keep you on track. But I want you to know that God is not limited to using folk. <laughs> Everything is at his beck and call. He's not limited to, you, to using people uh, around trying to beg you to do what's right. God is not limited to folk. Sometimes God uses situations. God uses afflictions. You see, when people try to tell us what's right and when people give us good advice, sometimes we listen and sometimes we don't. But God can use afflictions and get our attention and get us back on track. Look at what David said. David said, before I was afflicted, I went astray. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now... I keep your word. Are y'all hearing me? Before I was afflicted, I was doing my own thing. But since all hell broke loose, since I went through that last storm, since I lost my job, since my family fell apart, since I lost my house, since the doctor gave up, and now, now I'm 
in your word. David said, my afflictions have, have driven me into a more intimate relationship with you, God. The hell I've gone through has caused me to reconsider your will and your way. Yes, David, a man handpicked, anointed by God. David, a man after God's own heart. David, a man who learned early that the Lord was his shepherd. Yet the word here indicates that God had to use affliction to keep him on the right road. God has to use affliction to, to keep him in the path of righteousness. And my brothers and my sisters, if you'll be honest today, many of the positive changes that you've made in your life didn't come from God-fearing parents. And many, many other positive things that are going on in your life right now, they didn't really come from sound teaching of Sunday school teachers and from some encouragement, some old deacon, or, or even a pastor's sermon. It, yeah, I, I, you, you love to be able to tell everybody that that turned me around. But the truth of the matter is, many of us are where we are because of affliction. Many of us have come to where we are because all hell broke loose and we didn't know what to do. Are y'all hearing me? And we found ourselves running back to Jesus. We, we like David. We like David were going astray, doing our own thing, everything we were big enough to do. We'd probably still be out there if it hadn't been for affliction. And now you look back and you realize that God was just using affliction to get you where you should have been all the time. David said, it is good for me. Do you know how much spiritual maturity you have to have to be able to go through hell and high water and come out saying it was good? Do you know how, how spiritually mature, how, how, how you have to mature in order to come to a point where you can look back at all that you went through and say, you know what? It was good that I went through that. I was in revival last week, and I was talking with a pastor sitting in the study, and he began to open his shirt, showed me wounds, told me that he had been shot 18 times. Pastor, they'd been shot 18 times. So they shot him, left him for dead, took him, dumped him in the lake. And because it was night, they didn't realize. They didn't realize that they were dumping him in shallow water, so he, so he still had his head above water. Laid there bleeding to death. And the only thing that saved him was an old man with some dogs out there hunting. Dogs just happened to find him out there in the water. And, I, and he was telling that story, and I guess I had a look on my face. He said, Reb, don't worry about it. God had to do that. Are you hearing me? He said, I, I wouldn't be alive today if God hadn't done. Are y'all hearing me? All he was saying, it is good for me. That was my turning point. It was good for me that I have been afflicted. Brothers and sisters, oh, to come to a maturity where we can stop blaming stuff on everybody else and blaming stuff on everything else and admit that God had to do it. 
Admit that the only way that God could get my attention, he had to do with it. Are y'all hearing me? That's the only way he could turn my life around. David says affliction is a teacher. David, David says that my afflictions, it was in my afflictions that I learned your statutes. It was in my afflictions that I learned that you meant what you say. My afflictions drove me to your word. Are y'all hearing me? He said, it is through affliction that I learned. That's a powerful statement right there. Because we live in a day when folk can go through hell and high water and learn nothing. Just keep on going through stuff and learn. But thank God for that person who can go through and learn. That's why your afflictions come. Your afflictions come so that you might learn. You've heard me tell this story before. You've heard me tell one of our sons, Reverend Hopkins, we go fishing. We used to go fishing a lot. We'd go, he'd find a place. We'd go fishing. Found a place over, over, over on the other side. And uh, these folk let us fish out there in their pond. They had a great big white house on the field. We out there fishing, having such a good time. Just fishing. And all at once, up in the big house, the door opened, and these great big Doberman pinchers, a bunch of them, just come running out the door and running down toward the lake. <laughs> I don't know my fishing day was over. I, I, I'm trying to figure out which way to go, what. And I noticed that Reverend Hopkins wasn't moving. He, he kept right on fishing. And I said, man, you see... The, <laughs> Don't. He says, he says, yeah, he said, I've been out here before. He says, you see the collars that the dogs have on their necks? He said, there's a cable buried under the ground. And, and it's, it's got an electric shock in it. And those dogs have learned <laughs> that if they get too close to that, they, that they'll get shocked. They They've learned, let me say it another way. They've learned that if they come too close, they, they'll get an affliction. That they will be afflicted. And so those dogs have learned through being afflicted enough. They have learned that they can't go but just so far. Y'all ain't hearing me. Without the, now, my brothers and sisters, if a dog can learn that, I wonder if I got some help up in here. Seems to me if a dog can learn yeah, from being afflicted, what's wrong with us? What's wrong with us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said it is through affliction that I have learned. Learned that I can't go but just so, so far. My brothers and sisters, there's no need to worry. No need to fret because that same writer, that same writer, David, you, you, you keep reading David. David helps you out. He'll put you in, but he'll tank, bring you right back out. Psalm 34, that same David said, listen, listen to what David said. He said, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. That's, that's what David said. He said, oh, yeah. You're going to go through some stuff. You're going to have some afflictions, but the Lord will deliver you out of everyone. 
Are y'all hearing me? He'll bring you out of them. You see, the good news, my brothers and sisters, is that afflictions were never designed to kill you. They were designed to turn you around. And once you learn your lesson, the word says that the Lord will deliver us from them all. My brothers and sisters, David had a view. He had a view of affliction that was shaped by his faith in God. But then we got to deal with Paul. Paul comes along in 2 Corinthians 4, 14, 7, 4 and 17 and encourages us that even in the midst of our afflictions, are y'all hearing me? Even in our midst of our affliction, Paul encourages us because uh, he didn't, his view of affliction uh, was shaped differently than David's. David's uh, view of affliction was shaped in his faith in God. Paul's view of affliction was shaped by Calvary. Y'all ain't hearing me. His view of affliction was shaped by what happened to Jesus on Calvary. Paul's view of salvation or Paul's view of affliction was shaped by an afflicted Savior. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, he had a view of, uh, of affliction that was, that, was, that was shaped by one who was despised and rejected of men. His view of affliction was, 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 was shaped by a man of sorrow who was acquainted with grief. His view of affliction was shaped by a man, who, a Savior who was born, uh, yeah, who has borne our grief and carried away our sorrows. So, yeah, he was shaped by a Savior who was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our... Are y'all hearing me? It was shaped by a Savior who he saw suffer, bleed, bleed and die on an old rugged. Are y'all hearing me? So Paul, when he looked at it, when he looked at affliction, when Paul looked at what he went through and then, uh, yeah, what, well, yeah he, 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 he saw affliction in a whole different light. He said, this is my view of affliction. After I see what happened to Jesus and what he went through, this is what Paul thought about affliction. Paul says, uh, these are just light afflictions. Are y'all hearing me? When I, when I think about what Jesus did on a cross, this little stuff I'm going through. Somebody ought to say amen. This little stuff I'm going through, he says, uh, these are just light afflictions. And not only are they light afflictions, uh, they're just for a moment. Somebody ought to shout. He says, what I'm going through is not going to last always. Uh, they are just for, I wonder if anybody knows, uh, if I can just hold out. If I can just hold out to tomorrow, if I can just keep the faith through the night, if I can just hold out everything. Are y'all here? He said, these light afflictions, they are but for a moment. But then he says this, and not only that, they are working for my good. Y'all ain't hearing me. I say the afflictions, they hurt, they keep me up sometimes, but they are working for my good. I wonder if I got a witness here. Yeah, you ought to shout right there. That means uh, that every lie you tell on me is working for my good. Every time you dig a ditch in my way is working for my good. Drag my name through the mud, yeah, but it's working. Hey, it's working for my good. 
Not only that, he helps me, he, he helps me out in another place. He says, uh, all of these afflictions, everything that I'm going through, he says, all of it going to work together for the good of all of those who love the Lord. Call according. To, are y'all hearing me? Oh, my brothers and my sisters, you, you, you won't make it through this world. You won't make it through this world without facing uh, some kind of afflictions. But in the midst of all of your afflictions, if you can just hold out, if you can just keep the faith uh, in God's own time, uh, a change uh, will come. Yeah. Let me prove it to you. Jesus suffered, bled, and died on the cross. Are y'all hearing me? Look at all of his affliction. Yes, uh, they laid him in a borrowed tomb. Yeah. But let me show you where it ends up. Yeah. It doesn't end up in the tomb. Uh, but early Sunday morning, uh, he got up uh, proclaiming all power is in my hand. Yeah. Jesus overcame affliction. Yeah. And because he overcame affliction, uh, then I can overcome affliction. Uh, are y'all hearing me? Uh, I'm like the songwriter that said... Uh, I've had many tears and sorrows. Yeah. I've had questions for tomorrow. Yeah. There have been times uh, that I felt like I was all alone. Yeah. But in every situation, uh, God gave me consolation uh, that my trials, uh, they only come to make me strong. Yeah. And then he went on and said, through it all, y'all ain't hearing me, through it all, I learned to trust in Jesus through it all. I learned how to depend upon his word. Yeah, yeah, yes. I've had many yeah, tears and sorrows. I've had questions for tomorrow. There have been times when I felt like I was all alone. But in every situation, God gave me consolation that, that my trials, uh, yeah, they come to make me strong. Through it all, through it all, through it all, I learn to trust in Jesus. Through it all, I learn, yeah, how to depend. I learned how to depend upon his word. Through it all. Through it all, I learned how to trust him. Through all of that, I learned how to depend on his word. And I come here now to give you an opportunity to turn it around. You've been taught and you believe that God is mad at you. That God just don't like you. When the truth is, he, he's trying to turn you around. When the truth is, those afflictions that are in your way are trying to send you in a different direction. So today, you need to know him. You need to get to know him for yourself. The word is, if thou will confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus... And believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. If you are not saved, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ today, let me invite you to come today. If you have not accepted him, come. 
if you already accepted him, if you already saved, and you just need a covering, you need to be covered, you need to be moving right now. Somebody ought to be moving. Come now. The door is open. It's invitation time. Come now. Come now. Come now. Yeah, yeah, yeah.